0: You're
1: now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Uh, Let's <laughs> talk about it. Let's talk about it. We we would crack while Me and him and Klaus would stand in his, his fancy kitchen. And fancy got-
2: kitchen. This kitchen was like multi million dollar <laughs> uh, mansion, you know. And.
1: Go ahead, Son. They, had, they had fucking walnuts in bowls, right? <laughs> the bowl
2: the size of like like this around a full of walnuts. I mean, it had to be twenty five <laughs> pounds of walnuts.
1: So <laughs> random. Hundreds, hundreds of walnuts. So we would bake and for hours we'd sit there. It was the funny thing. You would throw a walnut on the ground and like crunch it and go, and like it would make the, the sound of breaking. But we'd be all. And it was the, and we were super drunk, of
2: course, the whole time, right? So Shannon would walk up to me and go, hold on, hold on, put a walnut under his foot and grab my head and go, and we would laugh for 20 minutes thinking that was the funniest thing of all time because we're so wasted, man. Like,
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of 2020. I'm Siobhan Cronin here, as always, with Benny Goodman and Corey Peza. How's it going, guys?
4: It's going great. The uh, This is one of those episodes where I just got to sit back and enjoy the conversation which is nice yeah well we it's when legends rise yeah (laughs)
3: Yeah, and you know we had once again our one of our favorite co-hosts shannon larkin of god smack the apocalypse blues revival and another return guest it was so great to see these guys interact mikey doling of the legendary snot which i've been told is a funny way to introduce that (laughs) channel (laughs) zero
0: yod a band that's going to tour in belgium but doesn't even have any music out yet because they're that cool fuck that guy
3: this was like cool. a, a history lesson of yeah. like living through the '90s and it, uh, their whole, yeah, you know, careers. Just, so just making,
4: making us jealous that we weren't born, you know, like ten, fifteen years earlier. Hey, remember and, that mansion
3: we were at? Remember yeah, yeah. the
4: band yeah, other yeah. at, would, like, that? Oh yeah, when record labels would like buy mansion. you a mansion.
3: <laughs> Back in the good old days of music. So anyway, yeah. without further ado, stay tuned. Part one with Shannon Larkin and Mikey Doling.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Benny Goodman. I'm here on the show 2020 because you probably have already gone to 2020-D.com to subscribe. But if you haven't, press the subscribe button. But I'm here with my cohorts in crime, Siobhan Cronin and Corey Pesa. But before I ask them how they are, I'm going to hand the microphone off to one of our favorite co-hosts, Mr. Shannon Larkin of the Apocalypse Blues Revival and Godsmack, Wrathchild, uh, the the notorious Apocalypse that literally melted minds backstage for years. Shannon, how are
1: you? What's up, everybody? Welcome to 2020. I'm living a dream right now because tonight's guest is none other than my dear friend Mikey Fucking Doling. Woo-hoo!
3: Hi, brother. Oh, that was ah, a great ah, intro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and you. And if you don't know, know Mikey, on
1: Shannon. Shannon, how
0: should we know who Mikey is? Who is Mikey Dolan?
1: Mikey is the legendary guitarist of Snot, uh, long-term huge rock star in Europe with the great channel zero. Not to mention one of my best friends and a dear trusted soul. And may Did I we say block it? out
0: Amen? Do we block it out?
1: Let me Tom say an some- Amen. Let me say some more. Oh, about I you.
0: blocked that out. Sonny Mayo. I'm right.
1: saying more. Fucking one of my favorite songwriters. There it is. Mikey oh, Bill.
0: Thank you, brother. Thank you, guys. Thank
2: Look, I got my son here, Shannon. Check oh. it out. Jax. Yeah. Oh. Say hi. Hi. Well, hi.
4: Are, you, I giving them, are you giving him coffee right now? No, <laughs> not today. Today he gets Jack Daniels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's not just a clever name. <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: Well, this is great to have you both back on the podcast and always fun to have Shannon co hosting. So, what's been There's going no on guys? There's a better
2: human on Earth than Shannon Larkin.
0: Or, where <laughs> are you co hosting from today? Are you co hosting from Earth or are you co hosting from outer space today, Shannon?
1: I'm co hosting from my hippie room, which you'll see someday, Benny.
0: Is that going to be soon, bro? Because you keep. So, okay. let everyone. Okay. everybody, kn- everybody should know that Shannon
1: <laughs> is one of the
0: most prolific writers, and he writes the most amazing lyrics, and he keeps saying, Benny, come up with these ideas. I have so many ideas, but then he keeps, like, leaving me, like, a tinder date that doesn't love me, and just doesn't come to my house anymore. What's up with that, Shannon? I want to be in the room with you. I want to, like, vibe for real, guy. Stop teasing me with a good time writing these beautiful poems at me.
1: And all this, all this, it's just been some, you know, crazy stuff that's going on, you know, with, with, and there's a lull in both bands, which... Would you think my dog's trying to climb up there? You're going to knock the candles over, Stella. You can't come up on my food tom with me.
3: Aw.
1: Dog. Dogs I, are welcome. I know. But they uh, knock
2: candles over and candles burn houses. <laughs> <time>. right,
3: right. <laughs> so maybe not welcome in this context. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Shannon, go on. So there's a lull in both bands right now, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah. And you would think that, boy, I would just be like on fire and prolific and writing a bunch. But basically you know i had that like lightning and bottled it and wrote like six songs and then you know i've been creative by the way but like i haven't got the um energy maybe i've been lazy maybe but i've been working hard around my house and shit but like, and i have a student right back in the back that i can just run in there and i can lay the tracks i can do it and start the process and fucking i've just you know but as i do this also other shit has come like i've sent benny some stuff whatever benny's in the band by the way i don't know if, if, if anybody i think 100 people watched our live stream. Bro, what, benny but,
2: is oh. a freaking amazing musician i've been listening to this go stuff, on man. wow oh <laughs> come on it's true <laughs> actually all you guys are
3: <laughs> thank you. I'm gonna say I love that he
0: said that like before, Siobhan That never happens. Like, you're an amazing musician, and Siobhan well, you are good no, too. But
2: he's been sending me songs, and I'm like, what the hell? Wait, he's like, yeah, that's just me Marty, Prima, and Marty Freeman, Siobhan You know, yeah.
0: I'm like, I'm there too. Ground, you
2: know. <laughs> amazing, oh,
0: and Corey mixed all you. that stuff. Just so you know, all that crazy stuff he mixed that. <laughs> wow, it's
2: amazing stuff. Have you heard it, Shannon?
0: Yeah, I've heard all. Yeah. Well, well, we're so, going to send you Chapter 3. You haven't heard that yet, so yeah, that's coming as a thank you to both of you guys in the mail. We'll make sure you guys get Chapter 3.
2: Sick. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey want to see something cool that I have? Let's see it. This cool record right here. Oh, Woo! shit. Oh, yeah. No! Yeah. So you're entered, badass.
4: you entered to win yeah. the car? No, it's
2: not signed. I <laughs>
3: oh, it's
2: not. No, <laughs> I just happened to have one. I think I might have bought it first. I don't know. I, I was quick. As soon as it came out, yeah. boom, I got it. Shannon yeah. and I haven't opened it because I'm saving it,
1: you know. I'll tell you this, Mikey Dolan. I'd have to run over there and maybe not my candles over. But I got <laughs> zero records and listen to those things and they sound <laughs> fucking it's okay, they don't buy them, but you sent me those. So but, but furthermore, as to support, because Mikey always is supporting these people. Like yeah. every all my side things, like you know, it's not he's never like that dude, oh you know, you give me an godsmack away or, or, or back then ugly kid was the thing right that was in. it was always me he always supported me because i've always been you know i always do shit on the side and and dude it, but I, all your all your
2: shit is so deep thought and badass and there's so much like real art behind it like you're a real artist you know it's like i like art and not only are you one of my favorite friends but you're a fucking awesome artist,
0: of course. I'm, well, let me, let I'm me, into it. We'll pack on that because Shannon told me that he writes lyrics. And I'm like, oh, no, this can't be. Well, dude, he writes Drummers killers. that write lyrics. And then he sent you know, just like one of those things like, okay, there's Neil Peart. Name another one. That's really good. There's not that many. And then he sends me these lyrics and they're like, fucking Pink Floyd. There really like, is bro. epic, right? Yeah. I'm like, he sent me lyrics and I'm not even kidding. I'm not blowing smoke up his ass, his little fucking no. 105 pound ass. Um. <laughs> I started like welling up when he told me because he said, you know, he was in rehab and he wrote this one song and I'm listening to it. I'm And of course, everyone can picture this now. I'm on my hoverboard doing like eight miles just in circles, listening to this song yeah. over and over and over and over and over and over. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so alone. Dude, it's- and, and it's Shannon's <laughs> lyrics. He's like, I yeah. woke up in the middle of the night from a dream and I wrote it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because you're, you're brilliant. And all I want to do is get in a room yeah. with this motherfucker so we can just make shit happen. Because he sounds, in, everything he sends me is incredible. And I just want to run with the ball.
2: Well, I used to go to Shannon's house 25 years ago in Santa Barbara. And every time I went over there, he'd pull me into his kitchen where he had a little studio set up. I'd be I'll check this out, bro. And he'd be like, you know, he'd play me something. I'm like, what? He's I want you to play on, it, or Sonny to play on, it, or Toomer, or someone, you know, or Lynn. And he always had something creative happening, you know? So, yeah, I've been I've been a fan and a friend, but a fan, a real fan for a long, long time. So every time you put something out, I'm like, well, fuck, I have to have that, you know, Shannon? <laughs> okay.
3: now that says That says a lot about you as a friend, though. I love that you said that because, you know, I notice even with me, like there are a lot of people where they'll be very supportive of one project that's like kind of the big project. And then everything else I do on the side, they like don't even listen to it or they don't check it out. And it's like. You know, I understand people are busy, but I feel like the people that really are the good friends and the good fans like support you holistically as an artist, and they're there to listen to like every yeah. goddamn thing you put out. You know. Well, I like
2: that with all my all my bands and artists I love. I'm I, I want to hear all their body of work, right? Like, what was what, what that? You know, of
0: course. Corey's yeah. not like that. Corey's like, dude, I've already heard enough this week on 2020 and I've already heard enough of those seven <laughs> demos you sent me. Stop. This is not my email address anymore. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Shannon, what were you going to say? You were going to say something.
1: You hit the nail on the head and like I had this thing happen and where I had just talked on the phone with this person. I'm not going to mention because it's water under the bridge or whatever. But uh, you know, and it explained the whole like idea of the concept of this new record we were recording and all this shit. And I finally got it done and sent him a band copy and the, with the Dropbox link. So you know when somebody comes on your link if they listen to your shit or not. Right. And the dude listened to it. And I, you know, kind of, you know, I you know, first I reached out tentatively, maybe, you know, I don't know, but it, it offended me and it's I'm not easily offended, man, you know. I'm no. really not I mean I wear fucking, you know, tie dyed bell bottoms, but you know <laughs> I'm, I'm my fingernails or whatever. But um it's you know, he offended me. No, especially
2: when they're close to you, you There's a thing between us as artists, man, where we support each other and like, you really want to hear my shit? I'm going to send it to you. And I care what you think. And then when they don't respond, it's weird, right? I I get it. Well, it's one of
0: those things. It's like you're in Godsmack, right? So you're in a band that's so big that it's like, fuck it. And you're riding, you're, you're on a bus together and Sully Erna's driving. With the Apocalypse Blues Revival, it's one of those things where it's like, it's your girlfriend. So anyone else can tell you you're ugly, all right? I don't care about your band. Fuck that band. But if they tell you that the Apocalypse Blues Revival sucks, that's a personal jab at your psyche. And that hurts. And that's one of those things that's like, normally it doesn't get under your skin. But like, that's the, it's like, it's like, again, the one person that matters to you telling you.
1: Listen, man, you missed that. What what I meant was, I'd rather hear my friends say, "Man, I'm not into that." I think right. Yeah, right. I was just going to say it, that than yeah. the fucking not fucking listen to it. You know, yeah. I'd
2: rather yeah. be told their opinion whether they like it or
1: not than them <clears> nothing at all. It means you listen to it first if you hate it. So at least you listen. To it. That's my point.
4: Yeah. Well, I can say I can say from experience, having traveled a few thousand miles to come see the Apocalypse Blues revival with Siobhan that you guys kick ass. That oh, yeah. A, you went an, to Florida. A, yeah, it was yeah. an awesome show. I uh, I had I had several to several work. too many whiskeys myself, but really. Enjoyed Hold it. on, but I want to hear about this because
0: your <laughs> wife Domi told me that you and Siobhan decided to leave Brock, her husband, <laughs> and Domi in the back to go find because Shannon's so much of a rock star. Even though you fly to Florida, he's like in the back, like yay, right? But you left poor freaking Mouse One and Mouse Two. No, with- no, 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 no. So
4: yeah, so <laughs> after the show, you know. It, the, the stage crew's breaking down and, and, you know, we see the band go backstage We're like, oh, we'll give them a minute before we go say hi. Um, and I don't know how long that minute was, because once again, I had several of these. Uh, <laughs> it was probably like 30 seconds, but I was like, let's go find Let's go see what's going on. And Siobhan's like, yeah, let's go see what's going on. And we, so we just walked backstage and we found I think I just opened a door and yelled, is there a Shannon in here? And yeah. I heard, I heard a voice that called affirmative. So we went back and we kind of forgot about uh, our spouses that were still out front. They're outside they're going, like, oh. going like, what do we
0: do?" They're in gen pop.
4: Yeah, I should point out that they did eventually make their way back and we all had a wonderful time. So thank you again, Shannon. <laughs>
2: hey, hey Shannon, are you the only one who doesn't drink in your band or are you guys all like uh, not drinking?
1: Well, Rambola, what he quit a year before me, but then fell off in the pandemic year and started drinking again. After oh, wow. Years. Yeah. I but, see. you know, but he, he wasn't like, you know, self-destructive, we'll say, like I was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
3: And oh,
1: fucking, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do. didn't <laughs> like blackout and shit, you know what I mean? So yeah. fucking, anyway, so he started drinking again he's normal, you know, he just, right. he was just, his thing was, he was just drinking a six pack a day for 20 years and he's like, he yeah. fell like off his sleeve and like, He's like, right. if I get home, you know, and I didn't have that six pack, I'd get in my car and go to the store. So I just wanted to break that. That's why he quit. So he didn't Right, I a, see. He wasn't like ruining his life or something like He mine, wasn't burying whores in the desert? I was going down, you know what I mean? So that's what <laughs> the only reason I quit. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Danny, what'd you say, man? <laughs> I said, I'm not like burying,
0: you know, whores in the desert, you know, like very bad things. Like, oh, this is maybe. I, you know, oh, that's right. I that movie. Because I'm going to tell you, this is the reason why I don't drink. If I do cocaine, I arrange things around my house and then tell myself I'm angry. If I do heroin, I go to bed. (laughs) If I take acid, I start talking about actually projecting myself to fucking Shannon. If I drink nothing, like I'm like fat girls are hot. I'm like, I feel like stealing things is a good idea. I feel We're like offending taking so many
3: people right going now. <laughs> going to the bathroom
0: in public places is a good idea. I'm just saying anything that makes me think that, that those things are good ideas is a bad thing for me. So I would much rather take something that makes me at least like clean my house than like try to have sex with fat things. So. Right. Well,
2: hey, check it out. All right, that was very offensive to poor <laughs> girls. But yeah. but, <laughs> but uh. But, uh it's not like I quit drinking. I'm just on the wagon right now to try to get my body ready for stage. Because yeah. I, I just lost 30 pounds, man. And dude, it takes you. you.
0: Thanks. Dude, um, look at him from the before and after. Dude, you are a monster. I see oh, you on yeah. your bike every day. You're like oh, yeah, benching. You look like an X-Man, dude. You're fucking huge.
2: I'm going to try to thin these down a little bit. Python's, <laughs> you, want
1: like, uh, you want to look like that dude from Alice Cooper back in the day? You know, no.
2: No, yeah, I do. I think about him. Like, I don't want to be that guy. It's funny. So then he
1: that guy. We love you, or whatever your name is. You know. All my
2: bros are calling me dancing now. I'm like, goddamn it. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to Belgium next week. To start playing shows, and I'm gonna yeah. have a few beers at the show. It's just the way it is. So yeah. I'm it's saving myself. But no, but there's a happy
0: balance, though. There's a, there's like Doyle yeah. from the Misfits, which is like uncomfortable, or like George Lynch in his jacked period, where you're just like, <laughs> what's <laughs> going on, Mister Scary? You're scaring me. Like that's uncomfortable. You're at the level where it's like, dude, you could take I off just, your shirt and not be a dick. Well, I think that's I good. Good it. for you, because I mean, bro, I, that's three amazing. months
2: ago. I was a mess. <laughs> Guitar out here. Yeah. (laughs) And I saw a photo of myself. I'm like, and I saw tour dates. I'm like, oh my God, I can't go on the fucking road like this. You know. So can you give us
4: can you give us the rock star diet to get back in shape? What have you been doing aside from cutting out alcohol?
2: Uh I get up five in the morning. Oh my god, I'm out. Do a a black coffee and get on my bike and do ten between ten and sixteen miles it's this path I take Mm -hmm. in the morning. And then I come home. And uh, it's funny, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'll do a little brown rice cake with a little bit of almond on it, you know? And then I'll hit the gym for two or three hours wow. right after that ride. Exactly. Okay, it's definitely it.
3: out. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's and commitment, come, man.
2: Yeah, and then I come home, the family's up. I take my son out swimming, I get active, do whatever. And then um, at the end of the night, right after I eat dinner, I shut down, I eat dinner at five, and I don't eat after that. I'll do another 10 mile bike ride
4: holy
3: shit
2: that's what I've been doing like full on sports like athlete you know and uh, maybe Maybe you can make
1: the Olympics
0: well hold on (laughs) you know I gotta tell you though if you want to add to that regimen anxiety and self-loathing go a long way to staving off because like for me all I need to do is take it's on true. too many projects and I start getting six pack like I wake up at six <laughs> o'clock in the morning like sweating I'm, and I'm and I'm already wearing the sweatshirt the sweat well, yeah my anxiety anyway. will make you
3: skinny but you're not gonna feel <laughs> oh yeah no I know, I know but, but then
0: I feel the need to do everything and then I'm like running around like a maniac and then I have to eat because I haven't my, my lovely fiance prepared this nice salmon with asparagus and rice and all that for me because I've been on zoom calls all day literally pacing but I'll tell you right now my Samsung told me it was 16 miles no, so wow, I, that's I pay 16 miles on the phone. Hey,
2: you know, it's not like wow. not everybody has to worry about that. But my body wants to be fat. Like he's dying to be fat. My, <laughs> my image in the mirror is like, come on, dude, slow down, drink some beers. You'll man, always be pizza. fat to be Dolan. You'll
0: always be fat.
2: <laughs> no, man, I got to stop. I, I'm going into my, you know, I'm in my 50s now. I want to look back on my older guy career on, the, on photos and not fucking hide
0: them. You no know? that's what it
3: is though it takes it takes just one photo you see of yourself at like a festival because this has happened to me where i'm just like oh my god my skin or something because yeah. don't be
0: iggy pop don't be like where you're so in shape but then you're so vascular that it's like creeping people out because you're like 75 I would love years old to be iggy pop, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's the man, man. Does,
2: doesn't iggy pop have like a Scoliosis or something like I don't, dude. I don't, I don't think he know. has it.
0: I think when they said that Marilyn Manson cut out his ribs, I think they were actually talking about Iggy Pop because he does like that.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. He's got some kind of his his spine is curved. Have you ever noticed he walks? Yeah, that he oh does my. seem
0: reptilian to me.
2: No, he's got okay. Well,
3: but not not to interrupt this uh, this flow. But I wanted to ask because I want to know the friendship story of Mikey and Shannon. How did you guys meet? Like, how are you friends now? Because I'm missing all that context. So maybe for can, our listeners,
2: can I start, Shannon? You mind? go ahead all right here's my introduction to Shannon Larkin okay um, of course I knew who Rothschild America was you know I I saw them uh, at the whiskey back in the old days I think of Pantera right does that sound right yeah I saw that show anyway but I was just like that drummers insane but I didn't even know it was Shannon you know but um. Years later, I, I'm really close friends with the guys in Ugly Kid Joe. They were literally like mentors to me, brothers, but more like mentors because they were a local band in Santa Barbara where Snot's from. And I watched them become from a party band playing some local gigs to exploding on MTV. And I was just like, oh, it fucking can be done. I didn't imagine that anybody I would know whatever make it. We called it making it when you're mm-hmm. a kid, you know, like they made it. Okay. So then I was inspired. I did Snot. And I had uh, you know, a different band called Snot. Only one that was in it was Lynn. And then I had these two other guys, Brent Trevino was a drummer, a big heavy set dude, and Ruben Gonzalez was playing bass. We hadn't even had all the songs yet, but we were calling ourselves Snot. Well anyway, ugly kid Joe. Um, with replacing the drummer, Mark Davis. And they they said, we're trying guys out down at our studio. They had this great studio down by the beach in Santa Barbara. And I got a call from Dave Portman or Klaus. We're like, hey, we got a drummer and he's a fucking beast. You got to come check him out. Check him out. I'm like, rad, I want to come down. Any chance I got to hang out with those guys, I felt like, their successful dust would just
4: <laughs>
2: pour on me. So I'm like coming I down totally. the studio, like this is going to help me figure out how to make my band. stop bigger. <laughs> like, you know, I just was in that frame of mind, hanging out with rock stars is going to help me get there. Not only did I love them though, but hanging out with them. I was a little even starstruck. They're my friends. Yeah. But um, I remember we, I was actually wanting to get a drummer in my band. Cause I wasn't real happy with the drummer, but, that's a side note from what I'm going to tell you. We walk into ugly kid Joe studio and they're playing and I can hear him. I open the door and I walk in I'm kind of creeping around the corner. And I see this dude skinny frame, bald head tattoos on both sides of his head, tattooed everywhere, swinging his sticks from back here as if he was playing Wembley arena, you know, And just crushing that shit. And I just thought to myself, like, holy fucking shit, man. Like, this is a different band now. I knew immediately, like, this band is the next level now. Ugly Kid Joe, I know them so well. I thought to myself, this doesn't work. He's way too awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Here, Just say I'll interject in certain little parts because uh, I love this story and you'll love it too, Mike. When when uh, when Lynn Lynn told me when he first saw me with Ugly the late K-
0: great Lynn Strait, so people know the late great Lynn Strait from Snot. Yeah,
1: yeah God, the rest is on motherfuckers, that. Motherfuckers should.
3: Absolutely.
1: So, anyway, uh, when Lynn Lynn told me when he first saw me, he thought that should be our drummer. <laughs> he thought, me
2: and Lynn both thought the same thing. We said that when we saw you we were like. So why is he an ugly kid Joe and not in Snot? Like, and we're like, well, because they're famous and we're not. And Lynn's like, I I don't care. Let's talk to him. I'm like, can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, it's true though, Shannon. He definitely thought that. Anyway, carry on. Oh yeah. So um yeah, you you blew my head off at that moment. I watched you guys play and I kept thinking, like, well, now I don't know what to do because I need a drummer like that or I'm not going to be fucking happy,
1: you know? <laughs> and, and Wait, wait, man. wait. All right, let me come in here because <laughs> you can't forget this part, man. Um, before all that, then Ugly Kid Joe rented this, like, mansion. And uh, where was it, Mikey? No, it wasn't before. It was after that. No, because. they got their mansion. No, no, no. because uh, what's his I, I, name? What's his name? I, I, what's the from for him? Bass and drum? So it was what? before it was before tumor, even.
2: Oh, no, I, you're uh, yeah, you're right. But
1: yeah, yeah and, right. So, and that's when I said to you and nothing against these dudes, man, they were the coolest cats, you know, but I'm yeah. like, dude, you and Lynn are fucking like stars. I, I got it. Right. I, like we got it was
2: after know. I saw you play the drums for the first time. We got to be yes. friends with you. OK, yeah. and,
1: and now you can start from where you started. Bro. I just
2: right,
1: want right.
2: Right. Well, Ugly Joe ended up getting a, a mansion up by down the street from Michael Jackson's up in Sandy Diego. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Dean, and Martin, Dean Martin used to lay dick in that motherfucker. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, yeah, he sure did. Yeah. Dean Martin said that was his old place or something, right?
1: Yeah. I remember in the like, there was some famous John McEnroe or somebody was over across the way and they were uh, complaining because we were so loud. We had, we had oh, help. It was a surreal time, but Snot played our, what, our like, It was our first
2: first gig.
1: It was was our first gig. First gig at the Halloween party at the Ugly Joe Mansion. We were a mess, man. It was brilliant.
2: Oh, oh, man. Dude,
1: it was the first time Snot ever played.
2: It was just me and Lynn with two other guys. We are calling ourselves Snot, and we'd never performed before. Ugly Kajou had this giant mansion where they were recording – uh, America's Least Wanted is that right, or was it the one oh, after it was the one after,
1: menace, excuse me, Menace to
2: Sobriety? Menace, it, menace to Sobriety, <laughs> that, the and, big, big one, yeah, yeah, with Garth Richardson, Garth, the big G-G-Garth, producer, Garth, yes, right, right. They were producing it there, and I basically was living up there. I just, they were like, come up anytime you want, eat all the food, drink all the booze, bang all the chicks, yeah. it's all good. So, <laughs> remember the nut
1: joke. The nut joke we do in the oh, kitchen god, yeah of course yeah um da- god yeah i remember that <laughs> let's, talk about it. let's talk about it we would we would crack wall me and him and Klaus would standing in his, his fancy kitchen and this the got- fancy
2: kitchen this kitchen was like multi-million dollar <laughs> <laughs> mansion you know and
1: had <laughs> Had fucking walnuts in bowls, right? <laughs>
2: the bowl the size of like like this round, a full of walnuts. I mean, it had to be twenty five <laughs> pounds of walnuts. So
1: <laughs> random. Hundreds and hundreds of walnuts. So we would and for hours we'd sit there. It was the funniest thing. You throw a walnut on the ground and like crunch it and go, and like it would make the, the sound of baking, But we'd be all. And it was just, And we were super drunk,
2: of course, the whole time, right? (laughs) So Shannon would walk up to me and go, hold on, hold on. Put a walnut under his foot and grab my head and go... (laughs) <laughs> we would laugh for 20 minutes thinking that was the funniest thing of all time because we're so wasted, man Like, oh uh, and and we ended up crunching, I don't know, hundreds of walnuts all over this floor do it again, do it oh, again man. and this floor was expensive tile man, and a giant,
1: expensive San Ynez mansion I oh. don't even
2: know who cleaned that up, Shannon
1: I don't know, but the party was rad and snots. they had my balls, your chin even at an early version that was like
2: our first song, yeah
1: Mm-hmm. And it was so rad, and we were like, we fell in love with those guys, and we we're like, you know. And then, well, then, okay, Shannon my, came, came to
2: hand? me he and Dave, Dave uh, Fortman, because he recorded some demos for us just after that. Okay, um, right after that, we went to the studio with Dave Fortman down at his house down in Santa Barbara, where he was. He had a makeshift studio, not makeshift, a nice studio in his house, Rockstar yeah, yeah. Studio. And uh, the first demo we ever did. But Shannon and Dave both came to us and said, Look, Lynn, Mikey, you guys have a shit ton of potential here. You fucking, you know, I don't know if you said it or I said it, but we got to replace the other guys in the band. Yeah. Right? That was a conversation we had. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, it was obvious. Be, right. We're trying to be delicate because we don't want to offend anybody that may be offended if they see this, but so Shannon, from how I remember it, he told me, I, I got I got a bass player that you you have to check out, so come to my apartment. I went down to his apartment where he had his badass 65 Impala. 66 or 65? 64. 64. 64, 64, 64 <laughs> Impala. Like easy, easy shit, you know? He <laughs> parked right outside of this badass beach
1: apartment, Right. Yeah, one really? one apartment, but I had a big six four. You should exactly. see my Mike my, my six four now is dope.
2: I've seen it—the the one that Godsmack gave
1: you, right? The, the red one, I think it is. Or, well, twenty thousand dollars later, you know, and it's a fucking monster now, you know. Oh man, I got to see that.
2: But anyway, um, so Shannon's like, I got I got your bass player because I caught my other bass player from Snot. It's <laughs> crazy shooting meth in our studio. I walked in on him I'm like, oh, wow, that's a needle hanging out of your arm. And he was just bonkers out of his mind, ah, like just scaring me, you know. I mean, I'm no angel, but I wasn't shooting meth. Anyway, so oh I had to get rid of him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah,
1: they like, you know, well, you know, we <laughs> need to say it, but I, I tried meth one time. And with Mike. my... <laughs>
2: Yeah, we tried that before. <laughs> it garbage, it Four days
1: later, we're like, we have 75 <laughs> songs. I was like, I never I was like I'll never do it again. I mean, I, I look like a skeleton anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, the, that's not the drug for me. I decided that's <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> garbage, you'll yeah, disappear. I like, yeah. I like beer. But anyway, <laughs> let me finish the story. I'm sorry, taking yeah. up
3: on no but, no, um, please tell it.
2: So I go to Shannon's and we, we burned down a little uh, Santa Barbara weed, and uh, we always drank some beers. Shannon always had some beers, like some Sierra Nevada or some good beer in the mm-hmm. fridge. And uh, he's like, all right. And he sits down in front of his TV. All, I just see it now, Indian style, pulls out this VHS tape, and he's like, this is the MF Pitbulls. I'm like, awesome. He's like, it's my, my other band in back east, back home. Check it out. So he pops it in, and he's all, there's your bass player. And it was Toomer from Snot, but I'd never met him before. And uh, I was sold to media. I'm like, yeah, can you call him? I don't know. Did you call him, like, right then, Shannon? I think you may have.
1: I did, because I had told, you know, a long story short with the MF Pitbulls is we had a record deal from Roadrunner. And it was Jamie Miller on drums who played for Snots. He's now with Bad Religion. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Tumor and uh, something Mayo on guitar. And um, and so when I I all of a sudden met feel Queen and uh, had the opportunity to live in California, move to California, or go and be and be a drummer, or go and be a singer and try and be a singer, which I've been a drummer (laughs) eight years old. I'm a drummer, you know, and I knew it. And so I had to say to Toomer and Sonny and Jamie, I'm not, you know, after, it's not easy to get a record deal. You understand. So it was a big kick in the nuts for me to break the band up right when we, we're gonna sign a record deal. So right,
2: right. Those other guys were thinking this is it, and then Shannon's leaving. He's like,
1: "Wait a minute, where are you so, going?" So anyway, the good news is, I promised them, I will hook you fucking up, and I'm gonna, I'm going out to a whole different world, guys. I will hook you up. And when I saw, you know, I'll Mike, bring you
2: out to California. You told them that get you yeah, a gig.
1: Them that. and yeah. so and Tumor was first, man. Mikey's like bass player because at first Mikey. I'll let you tell it, but he wasn't interested at first in the second guitarist, you know. No, at
2: first it wasn't at all, and we so, had another drummer even.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, and I just
2: want, yeah, I just wanted to replace the bassist. So, sorry I cut you off, but he called Tumor and said, "Dude, it's on. I told you I'd get you that gig, and yeah. I got you the gig. So you got to come out." So we, we, I think we bought him a plane ticket. Never met him, dude. Check this out. We never sent him a song, not even one song. Just not. He packed all his shit and right. came to California. Never even hearing the band, just on <laughs> Shannon's recommendation. Wow,
1: because yeah. we knew well, Me and two were played in Kitty Porn back in the day, which the right. band, the band. Yes. You know, we looking, <laughs> by the way, yeah, we look what's the most? It was the old, the first bass player I had in that band that said, you know. What's the worst thing on the whole planet? That's what we need to call our punk rock band. Oh and yeah, the- yeah,
2: Kitty Park. Yeah. <laughs> they had a band
1: called Kitty Park. <laughs> yeah, Kitty Park. that's where it mean, got- There was
0: a local Boston band called <laughs> so Full Bad. Blown AIDS. Oh god. That was one of my favorites. Or oh, well, the Sweatpant the Sweatpant Boners was my personal favorite as far as just Sweet like that that's gross. a really good one. Yeah. It's not as offensive but it's just like it's just ah, creative. And visual. It's very creative.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's that's been, better than the anal cunt. I don't know. Yeah, anal cunt. But and the thing I like about the sweatpant boners is it was one, not the sweatpants boner. The sweatpant sweat boner. boner.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, so so Shannon has his boy a gig now, right? It's hilarious, man. We we go to LAX, me and Lynn, okay? And Lynn used to drive like a maniac. Okay. So we we were waiting for tumor to come out. Back then, it was, uh, you didn't have to go through security and all that. You could wait at the gate. So the plane landed, and the tumor came walking out. We're like, hey, dude. We never met him before. Nothing. You're in the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we're, we're California guys, so we're, like, outgoing. He yeah. can barely even say one word. He's like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> dude, it was awesome. So typical up- base personality. Yeah, yeah. So we get him in the van. He never heard snot yet. He's already moved his shit to live with us and be in the band. Did he ever and own we, a
0: tape player? Because he was a bass player. So, I mean.
2: Yeah. Dude, so we put on the first song you ever heard was My Balls, Your Chin. It was the one that Dave Fortman recorded. Oh. And he, I just saw a look on his face like, oh, like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, holy shit. Okay. I'm like, I'm all excited up in his face. Uh, I'm like, so what do you think? You love it? You love it, right? And he's just like, I think so. I uh, I just see yeah. his face. like, should I go back home? These guys are fucking psycho, you know. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: The first time that Tumor had ever really left and gone anywhere, man, you know, and now he's in California with these crazy dudes. And do you know I
0: have a signed snot yeah. sticker that's actually signed by Tumor? It's still on my fender base case upstairs right. in my attic. Probably says tumor base. Yeah, exactly what it says. Yeah, I have one heart. on my wall over there and I actually I told this to Mikey but I I have a Lynn strait signed uh um Ozfest ticket it's Lynn wow. Strait and Lejean Witherspoon which is crazy mm-hmm. considering that Lejon wrote Angel Sun which is uh, what a what a tribute because actually speaking of tributes what a great segue Benny to the fact that we just released a tribute <laughs> chapter three for our buddy Ollie Herbert and Angel Sun which was one of Seven Dust's greatest songs and one of their biggest hits was a tribute to your fallen singer, Lynn Strait.
2: I was a co-writer on that song, by the way. Really? That's
0: the kid, right? No shit, dude. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love That's one of my favorite songs ever to come out of set. Well, it's ever, but Seven Dust is one of my favorite bands, period. And I just think LeJean's voice. We're
2: really close with those guys, man. LJ, one of the greatest singers in rock and roll. He doesn't get enough credit for it. Yeah, he's um, like a Corey that.
0: Glover, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, unless you, and I, it's not like, all oh, the two black guys, you know, like it's not that. They, those guys can sing anything. Lejean Witherspoon can sing anything. He's like a yeah. voice from a fucking angel. He can serious. hit every note. Every note, the only thing that's disconcerting about it is if you hear a song like Xmas Day, Christmas Day, um, you know, you hear Clint Lowry, and he comes in, and his voice is so beautiful. It's beautiful. You're He's like, oh, my singer. God. What a great singer. You're like, why isn't this guy singing more? And then all of a sudden, Lejean comes in, and just the frequencies of his voice around Clint. You're just like, yeah. oh, my God.
2: Well, you know, Clint is the actual, the one who spawned Angel's Son. He's the one that came up with most of the lyrics, the the actual uh, song itself in the structure. And then me and Toomer and Sonny, Morgan, Clint, we got together and recorded that entire song for Straight Up. And then after they left, I produced that song more. I, I grabbed a uh, guitar. I put eight tracks of harmonies on, really? on the, the, the hook. Yeah, yeah. I completely filled it up with piano. Actually, there's a funny story that a couple days after we recorded that song, acoustic live we actually tracked that that's us jamming if you listen to it just a couple overdubs um, later that i did um we we went on a tour bus we partied all night we were up all night if you know what i mean (laughs) drinking and doing whatever and i went to bed and clint and lj went directly to the studio no rest boom and recorded that song
3: oh Oh my god! That's yeah, crazy. it
2: was pretty hardcore. I woke up. They're like, they—they're already in their bunk sleeping. They're like, yeah, we finished it. I'm like, wow, man! How'd you guys? <laughs> how the hell did
0: you do that, man? Like, we were still inspired.
2: Yeah, oh man. God. We we drove all the way from. I think it was an overnight ride from just California to Phoenix. You know, and uh, and wasn't it that was,
0: like that song did pretty commercially well? Did it not? It, it was number
2: eight. It was uh, number eight. The, Top 100, I think, or top 40, excuse me, rock songs. Yeah, it was big. But, I mean, that's I mean. people yeah. have
0: to understand how, how big of a deal that was. First off, back in the day when you were selling physical units for a band, like, you know, yeah. like, like at the level that you guys, you know, like working band level touring, but like actually people could hear you. That was such a success of a song. And I'm telling you, like, it's forever in my mind. And every single time I hear it and they still play it. I put my you know, man, my devil horns up to the head to, to, to the skies,
2: bro. When I hear it, I still get teared up because it's for Lynn, man. You know, like at that time, man. Every every note we wrote for uh, straight up for the album, including your son, it was just excruciating, man. You know, so that's when I hear it, I think that you know I'm missing my boy. You know, so I'm and, trying. And to- how
0: long? And how long has it been, bro? I mean,
2: because I, Lane. Uh, well, he done in, uh, it was 98 December,
0: almost 99. Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. Holy crap, time 23, 20, 23 years? So people, like so, 22 so people, years? So people know, because not all of our listeners, so uh, Siobhan knows that uh, Lynn Strait, you know, got hit by a truck with his dog, if I'm correct, right?
2: No, it's not really like that. He was, I, I'll tell you the real story. He was up all night with two strippers in a hotel, getting oh, crazy, having yeah, the Lynn Strait, normalcy of a weekend right So this is not the
0: spun pr story this is what happened
2: okay this is what fucking happened he was up all night hanging out with these girls and he jumped in his car to uh, go home after a wonderful time but with no sleep you know and um there's a place on the 101 outside of santa barbara called muscle shoals and the way they used to have the freeway the, I mean, excuse me, the on-ramp from the freeway from Muscle Shoals, there was no on-ramp. It was like cars going like this way and this way at 80 miles an hour and a stop sign. And if you want to go this way, like north, you got to cross southbound traffic from a dead stop, stop sign. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And take a left to get north to Santa Barbara. Total death trap. And Lynn was just sitting at that stop sign, just been up all night. Who knows what he was on, doing, drinking, what? He wasn't drinking because he didn't drink, but he was definitely doing something. And um, he just, uh, yeah, he pulled out in front of a, a truck. Yeah, it oh was, yeah, yeah. It, it took his life immediately. Oh yeah. my god! Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, so oh, we were, of at the, course, I was at the studio with Mikey and Tumor when when the call came.
2: Yeah,
1: it was one of the saddest days of my life for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. Um. Still, 22 years later, man, I, I'm struggling not to start losing my shit right now. But um, yeah.
4: Well.
1: yeah, yeah, we shared some time, Shannon, for sure. The positive thing and why I was with Mikey and Toomer at the studio was, and this is what happened to, like, it's a funny thing because I, have, you know, so we, we wrote all these songs, you know, Mikey and Toomer and I rehearsing in Klaus's garage, Klaus Mother cadro and just writing, writing, writing in Santa of, Barbara. Uh-huh. In Santa fucking Barbara. Things were so good, you know, like Cliff drive, was, dude. Of course. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you know, and, and Jamie had left the band, so I was thinking, you know, it might have been, and Lynn's like, you know, just play with us and you'll decide. I'm not trying to steal, you know what I mean, ugly kid or whatever.
2: Just help us but, out.
1: But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, like, Lynn was like, "I, you know, would well, you you decide once you hear this fucking record done or whatever." So anyway, it was a magical time, and and um, we got to remember that time, you know. But yeah, you know, and so you know, like, but and for me, as 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 you know, I I played every song, you know, except Angel's Son, and that was right. the one. That's so right. That, that's the Shannon, one. That Sharon played, played all the drums on everybody. Knows, though. That's what I'm right. reading. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, straight, yeah up sure. straight up project. Yeah, that song "Angel Sun," the one fucking song I didn't play on. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. I never so. thought
2: of that, man. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: everybody, oh, that's the best song ever. You know, I'd like, what, do you hear the other 10 we made Lynn? <laughs> that fuck, whatever. But uh, but I love that song, too. But same shit, like, you know, the great Roy Miorga, another dear friend of Mike and I's Fucking, yeah. you know. He he's in the great Stone Sour, and you know he had made Max a promise that he would play this giant festival down in South America, or whatever. And so, and Stone Sour was like, and he's like, well, you know, call somebody Shannon Larkin, he said. Uh-huh. And Corey, I know Corey and Jim, whatever. They're like, yeah, yeah, Shannon. And so, one song, right? And Kavoor has to leave, so I come and play on the song thirty thirty one fifty, which ended up being the first single and number one song on the rack. Right. right. And so Roy was like, you mother, when he got back from South Mary, he's like, you motherfucker. You know? Oh, wow.
2: That's, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. I mean, I knew it, but I didn't remember that. Day. That's Shannon, right. you
0: just piss out excellence. <gasps> like, dude, I swear to God. Like, I, I had some conversation where I was arguing with Shannon, which you should never do because he's always right, because it's true. He knows way more than you, but he was like, I don't remember the exact number. It was like, one of these could be the, con- the converse, but he was like, I've done 38 records in 36 years. And I'm just like, okay, I have nothing. literally nothing over that and then he forgets more number one singles that he's been on than i've ever had because that's zero that's zero number ones.
2: Oh yeah that's larkin because that's uh...
0: that's shannon larkin and he's such a humble dude and it's just like i love that about him and he still and he gets so excited about his music because every single song is the best song because it's the newest song and it's the one to his heart and that's that's something that goes along with being a great musician is never having that moment where you go oh i'm just rehashing this
4: Thank you for listening to part one of our talk with Shannon Larkin and Mikey Doling. Be sure to stay tuned for part two coming out in just a few days. Please visit 2020-d.com. Like, and subscribe to the podcast. So you don't miss out on those future episodes. And this week's throwback clip is from episode number 61. Also featuring Mikey Doling. Check it out.
2: We, uh, we, we mic'd up Lynn's bedroom. we did (laughs) yeah there's mics behind the bed you can hear it going on the album if you listen to the end of uh, we call this sound design if you listen to the end of I think it's 313 you can actually pull it up at the very end there's girl yeah, that's real
4: is that stereo mics so you get the full image? or The, that just uh, the flat ones, I forget, I forget
2: <laughs> what they're called, the, the Z mics or something. Well, back the there. fact
0: that they were going into a need preamp yeah. that says so much to the color and <laughs> right. sound. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And
2: then there was a SM-57 right at the foot of his bed, like
0: right there. Well, the most like, important like, microphone in history.
2: Yeah, and they don't even know what it's for, and it's live. <laughs> and we're in the in the control room listening, going, like, woo, I the
5: every Monday.